Well, just so you'll know, Larry told me, he said, when I can't hear myself through the speakers, it's time to quit. So I'll keep that in mind tonight. It looks like we've got uh, probably about a good 30 minutes we can talk about the subject tonight. We're going to talk about attitudes for success. Appreciate the prayer that Brother Philip led and for the singing that uh, Dwayne directing us in our singing tonight. And the last song that we sung, Are You Sowing the Seed? That will tie in to our lesson tonight. If you have your Bibles, which I know all of you do, let's turn to Joshua chapter 1. We're going to read the first nine verses of Joshua chapter 1. This will be our lesson text this evening, Joshua chapter 1. had to get these handy because when I speak I get nervous my sinuses start acting up so I make sure I had some Kleenexes close by beginning in verse 1 after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord the Lord said to Joshua the son of Nun Moses' assistant Moses my servant is dead now therefore arise go over this Jordan you and all this people into the land that I am giving to them to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be affrighted, And do not be dismayed, for the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. It was a time of uncertainty for Israel. Moses had just died and was buried on Mount Pisgah. Joshua had just taken the reins of leadership in Israel. He was to lead the children of Israel through the promised land. And he had questions. To whom was he going to turn? What would he tell the people? Where would he go first? There must have been a million questions going through his mind. But something 
happened to Joshua. God spoke to him. He spoke directly to Joshua. Now you've got to remember, here in the beginning, under the old law, God spoke directly to man. He speaks to us today through his word. But he spoke directly to Joshua. He tells Joshua to go over the Jordan and claim the land that God had given to them. He tells him to observe the law and keep it faithfully. And then he tells him three things. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Be not dismayed. And the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. How comforting that must have been for Joshua. And what comforting words that is for us today. We can be strong and courageous. We don't have to be afraid of what man can do to us. And we need to realize that God is always with us as long as we do what He wants us to do, what He tells us to do. He'll be with us. In essence, He gives Joshua the keys to success. If we desire to be spiritually successful, we've got to do three things. These are the three points that we want to make tonight. First of all, I hope I pronounce this correct. I'll spell it for you. But we need to adopt aplomb. A-P-L-O-M-B. All right? The word aplomb signifies a great amount of self-confidence. How many of us have a tremendous amount of self-confidence? Probably a few. Maybe all of us. You heard the term, your comfort zone? I struggle with that, and I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to put any spotlight on myself at all. I want you to understand something. I struggle with that on a daily basis. This is my comfort zone. Not here behind the microphone, but here at church. This is my comfort zone. What I do for a living is not my comfort zone, because I... Never done it until about six years ago. Never started to do it. So we have, we have some issues there with self-confidence. But the more you do something, the more confident you get. And that's the way it's happening at work. Our young people, especially our little ones, when you take, I think the youngest one that... Uh, that comes up here and leads singing on Wednesday night is, is that Camden? I believe that's right, isn't it? If he does that at that age now, just think how confident he's going to be as he gets older. You can see that in Sailor. How much more confident he is getting up in front of the audience here and leading the song. That happens with everybody. Joshua needed that self-confidence. 
God told him, be strong. Be courageous. Why? Because you're going to need that. Courage was something that he would need in facing his enemies. Isn't that what we need today? Is courage. We need courage to be able to step up as it was, or step forward, and to be able to take on whatever Satan puts in front of us, whatever the world puts in front of us. We need to have that courage to be able to stand up and say, No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to follow you, Satan. That takes courage. And that's what God was telling Joshua. To be strong and courageous. Strength was what he would need to motivate his friends. It takes a lot of strength to be a motivator. Because it is a constant effort. Because if you're always doing the motivating, don't you think you can get burnt out on it? Because guess what? If you're always motivating everybody, who's motivating you? So you've got to be strong. We've got to have strength. He would need both of these two characteristics to be strong and courageous in order to be successful in leading the children of Israel to the promised land, leading them through it. Moses got them at the doorstep, but now Joshua is fixing to take them and lead them into the promised land so that they can overtake it. As Christians, we need to be courageous. Courage is to be brave or bold in adverse circumstances. We face those adverse circumstances each and every day. In some way, shape, form, or fashion, we have an adverse circumstance that will be right in front of us. How are we going to handle it? We need to be bold, brave, courageous to speak the truth in the face of opposition. If somebody has a question... about the truth. We don't need to just sit back and not say anything. We need to be bold. Have courage to be able to step up and say, well, let me tell you about the truth. The apostles prayed for such in Acts chapter 4 and verse 29. And now, Lord, look upon their threatenings and grant unto your servants to speak your word with all Some translations will say confidence, others will say boldness. The New American Standard Version says confidence. Grant unto your servants to speak your word with all confidence. If we take this book, My mother-in-law and I, we were talking about this at lunch. It doesn't matter how many times you read through this book in your lifetime. You will always find something that you missed. Always. Doesn't matter how many times you read it. You're going to find something new each and every time. 
It's a wonderful book. It tells us everything that we need to know about life. It tells us everything that we need to know about salvation. And he says here, Grant your servants to speak the word with all confidence, with boldness. In Acts chapter 4, what happened here? When, when I was, I was, I didn't get to talk with uh, Brother Jones this morning, but I, back several years ago, I took some correspondence courses, video classes. They were still having VHS, if you can imagine that. But I took some courses on the, and one particular subject was the book of Acts. Well, in the fourth chapter, the way that the instructor was talking to us, try to remember certain events that happened, was Acts chapter 4, four walls. They were imprisoned. And they were, they, they were threatened. Don't go and, and talk about Jesus anymore. But they said, how can we not talk about Him? They had been with Him. They knew what all He had done. They saw the miracles that He performed. And they had boldness within themselves because they knew who Jesus was. So Acts chapter 4 and verse 29. Paul often asked for prayers on, on his behalf so that he might speak boldly. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 19 through 20. And on my behalf that utterance may be given unto me in opening my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul was requesting prayer for others that he might be able to speak boldly about Christ. We also need strength as Christians to live faithfully and encourage our brethren. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 states, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Be strong in the Lord. How can we not be strong as a faithful believer in Christ? We've got to be strong. It takes all of us working together to make it. It's going to take all of us working together. We can't have a group here and we can't have a group there and we can't have a group over here and a group over there. We need to all work together as one to be able to make it. And we can do that. We've just got to get out of our comfort zone. Just because you don't know me or I may not know you that's where we got to be bold. It takes a little courage to come up to somebody that you have never met and reach out your hand and introduce yourself. It takes courage to do that. But he said, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. 
Put on the whole armor of God. That's our protection. That's our protection. God's armor. We put it on when we become His child. To wear that armor. Gird our loins with the truth. The breastplate of righteousness. On our feet, the preparation of the gospel. The shield of faith. The helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit. We can conquer it all. And we can be strong and courageous when we wear His armor. Strength for the Christian, however, may come from the unlikeliest of sources. Consider 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. Wherefore I take pleasure in weakness, in injuries, in necessities, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. He suffer, we suffer all this stuff for who? For Christ. We face a type of persecution each and every day. Whether it be verbally, physically, emotionally, we face that. Paul said, I take pleasure in weaknesses, injuries, necessities, persecutions, distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. When we go through a difficult time in our life, and everybody goes through those difficult times, when we go through a particular difficult time in our life, it's going to test us. It's going to test us. It's going to test us to see how strong we really are. We can always be assured, however, that with Christ we can do anything because He strengthens us. Number two, avoid anxiety. Anxiety is worrying about things over which we have no control. It leads to fear and dismay. Do we know where we're going in the Scriptures? Matthew chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 5. God told Joshua to have no fear and be not dismayed. When we have this kind of fear, we'll fail to act. Fear will cause us to stop in our tracks and not do anything when we certainly should be doing something. To be dismayed is to be like a deer looking into the headlights. You ever seen a deer in that look in the headlights? I've never hit one. Marcy did. Poor thing. The, the deer had no chance with her. You know, and unfortunately it was a little one. It wasn't nothing that had no horns or anything that I could have mounted. So, um, but anyway, and it was broad daylight as well. But that deer in the headlight look. That's fear. Because you don't know really, you know, what to do kind of freezes you in your tracks. It's like 
you lock up and you can't do anything. But with courage and boldness, we can get out of the way. When we have such an attitude, it will cause us to be overcome and fail. Worrying about things that we have no control over. God's in control of this world. We don't need to be concerning ourselves with those things that we have no control over. As Christians, we must avoid anxieties. Matthew 6.33 Jesus tells us not to be anxious for food, clothing, shelter, but instead, what does he say? He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, And his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't worry about your food, your clothing, your shelter. Don't worry about none of that stuff. I'm going to take care of you. Have faith in me, God is telling us. Have faith in me. I'll take care of you. We've got to believe that. Because if we don't believe that, we're going to fail. Paul would write in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, In nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Folks, if we don't talk to Him, He's not going to answer us. That's the reason as Christians... We can go to our Father in prayer. Put our, just pour everything out to Him. Put it all out there to Him. Let Him help you. He'll help you with your family. That's how He's going to help you. That's how He helps all of us. As his children, with his, with our family, there is a type of fear that we must have, namely, fear of God. Matthew ten twenty eight says, "And be not afraid of them that will, that kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell." Man can kill this mortal body. Let's don't let him kill our soul as well. It is a sad situation when you have a loved one who never put on Christ in baptism and you preach their funeral. It's a sad situation. We need to fear the fact that Satan can kill both body and soul.
As Christians, however, we are not to fear what man can do to us. We've made mention of that. Hebrews 13 and verse 6. So that with good courage we say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What shall man do unto me? Boldness and courage. We take those two things. Man can't touch us. Can't. First Peter 3 and verse 14, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, blessed are you. If you're suffering because you're doing right, that's a good thing. God's going to bless you for it. And fear not their fear, neither be troubled. Anxiety, worry. 1 John 4:18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath punishment. And that and he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So what can we do? Avoid the anxiety. Don't worry about things you have no control over. That will cause us to step back instead of putting a step forward. Number three. And Brother Jones talked about this this morning. Accept assurance. What did God do for Joshua? He assured him, I will be with you. Just as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Wow. You know, Moses was called the friend of God. Moses could talk to God just like you and I talk to one another. When the children of Israel were, were at the Mount Sinai, there at the base of the mountain, and they created the image of the golden calf, God wanted to destroy them. He told Moses, I'll bring up another nation through you. What did Moses do? Changed his mind, didn't he? He changed God's mind. God said that he would be with Joshua wherever he went. What a great assurance knowing that God is on our side. The creator, the ruler of the universe, the all-powerful. He is here and present with me. Could Joshua have greater assurance than that? I don't believe he could. He couldn't have any greater assurance when God told him, I will be with you just like I was with Moses. Jesus gave his disciples the same assurance. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus promised to be with his disciples until the end. I will be with you always even to the end of the age. What assurance that is. 
John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus said, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. But notice what he said. He said, If, if a man loves me. If you don't love me, I'm not going to be with you. But if you love me, guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to be there with you. The churches were also encouraged by God's presence in the first century. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 9, The things which ye both learned and received and heard and saw in me, these things do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Ephesians 4, 6 one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. The verses prior to that, we see that there is only one. One. One God. If we, as His children, will be strong and courageous. God's going to be right there with us. He will be there. We need to accept God's assurance that He is with us and get busy doing His will in our lives regardless of what comes our way. Regardless. Whatever it may be, Whatever it is, God gave Joshua three attitudes for success. If we adopt these attitudes, then we will be successful as well. Self-confidence, adopt it, avoid anxiety, and accept His assurance. If we do those three things, if our life is difficult now, it will be better if we will do these three things. Our prayer would be that if you're present this evening and you've never put on Christ in baptism, You know, it takes courage to step out in the aisle, whether it's on the outside or whether it's right here in the middle. It takes courage to say, I want to be a child of God. It takes courage. But you can do that tonight. Baptistry's ready, there's clothing prepared. You come tonight. We will help you become a child of God. And there will be not only open arms here on this earth welcoming you into God's family, but the Lord will have His arms open as well, ready to accept you.
hearing God's Word, believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, repenting of your sins, confessing His name before these witnesses, being baptized in that watery grave of baptism, the blood of Jesus Christ cleansing and washing away all those sins and put on Christ in baptism. Or maybe you've already done that. But yet, there's just some things going on in your life that you need help with. When we offer the Lord's invitation, a lot of times we're giving those who have done things maybe publicly, giving them an opportunity to respond, to be restored back to their first love. But everybody's got problems. Maybe you just need the prayers of your brothers and sisters in Christ to help you through a certain situation in your life. We'll be glad to pray with you and for you. Because that's what we're supposed to do. To uplift one another. To encourage one another. To help you and us become more courageous and to be more bold as we go through this journey here on this earth as children of God. If you're present this evening, we encourage you to come as together we stand and as